Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 23rd, 2024. Before I go too deep into the word this morning, I just want to say that it's my anniversary weekend. And so, um, and Isabella and I normally go like somewhere real far, but we're still going to have our getaway. We're still going to have our getaway. Uh, but during this time of the anniversary, I just like to say something real brief about marriages because I know that, that marriage has like a bad rap today and, and people, you know, uh, marriages fail, unfortunately, even Christian marriages. And, but that doesn't mean like, like Bishop T.D. Jake said one time, let's agree that the pattern is right, even though the material may be flawed. The fact that some people get a divorce doesn't mean that marriage is wrong. It just means that we're flawed people. And so at the end of the day, marriage is a blessing. Put in the chat, say marriage is a blessing. Marriage is of God. Marriage was God's idea. And this whole covenant between one man and one woman and God and walking this thing out and living your life as one and supporting one another, being there for one another, building each other up, not tearing each other down, being each other's greatest fan, that's such a blessing. So put in the chat, marriage is a blessing. To God be the glory. May God bless all marriages. All right, so I'm teaching a series on laser focus on God's fixed purpose for your life. And we've been flowing in, in this vein where we're looking at Proverbs 4 and 25, and then I add other scriptures. A few days ago, I added Isaiah 46, 10 and 11. We're going to look at both of those again today. Proverbs 4 and 25, Isaiah 46, 10 and 11. The title of today's message is Anticipating. God's best. I'm, li I'm talking about living with an expectation of manifestation. Put in the chat, I anticipate God's best. I enter every day anticipating with an expectation that, that God's best. Matter of fact, Dr. Oral Roberts used to say on television, he was, one the, he was actually the first person, I believe, at least in the United States, preaching the gospel on television. And sometimes he would end the broadcast by saying something good is going to happen to you. And people will get upset. Christians will write him letters saying, why? You don't know me. Why? Why? You know, why are you saying something good is going to happen? I mean, come on, really? It's just crazy. But, but yes, as a believer, I should believe, put in the chat, say something good is going to happen to me. I'm living with an anticipation of God's best. I open my heart to receive. I'm living with expectation. Say amen to that. Let's get ready for the word. So let's get into it. Something good is going to happen to me. Something good is going to happen to you. I have an anticipation of God's best. Proverbs chapter four and verse 25. The Passion Translation says this. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. You want to set your gaze. You want to be locked in. You want to ignore every distraction. Say amen to that. Put in the chat. I ignore life's distractions. Isaiah 46, 10 and 11, easy to read version says in the beginning, guess what? I told you what would happen in the end. This is God speaking. He's saying, listen, I already know the end of the movie. I already know the end of the story. I already know. Like, I know what's going to happen. So in the beginning, I told you, I revealed to you what's going to happen at the end. A long time ago, 
I told you things that haven't happened yet. So I, I'm the God of revelation. I can reveal to you what was concealed from you, but prepared for you because I know all things and I can reveal it. And when I plan something, God says, it happens. And I do whatever I want to do. He said, when I plan something, guess what? It's going to happen because I said it, because I'm God. And besides me, there is no other. Verse 11 says, I'm calling a man from the east to do whatever I want. And guess what? He's going to come like an eagle from a faraway country. I don't care how far that joker needs to come. If I call him, come on now. He's going to come. Everything I said will happen just like I said it was going to happen. That's God. God is saying, I'm God. Just so you know. Hey, God. Hey, hey guys, I want you to know something. I'm God. You're not. I know everything. You don't. I made plans before you were born, and guess what's going to happen? What I said is going to happen. I, what, if you walk with me, and you yield to me, and you trust in me, you believe in me, and you die to self, and you put my will above yours, then what I said is going to happen is going to happen in your life. Put in the chat, amen. I say amen to that. So what does this mean for you today? It's Friday. I feel excited. I'm excited about this thing. I have four things to share with you this morning. I'm going to try to contain myself as I give you these four things. Y'all ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. Divine revelation. Our compass for daily living. I have a compass. I have a GPS. I, I know how to live. How? Because I get divine revelation from God. Put in the chat, God speaks to me. Like, you know, I remember when, when I first got born again and I was raised in a church where I was raised in church every day. Uh, I mean, like every week I went to, to church every week. Um, but there were never any miracle signs or wonders. There were never really any real testimonies. And so there was a lot of religious activity but we didn't ever really see like the power of God manifested. So when I got born again and, and the Holy Spirit started speaking to me and I, I shared with my family, oh, God said this, or God said that, or God told me, <laughs> my family thought I was crazy. And I was like, how you guys, like, how do you guys think I'm crazy? I think you're crazy for going to church every Sunday and not hearing from God. Like, I mean, how do you think I'm crazy? Because I'm saying I hear from God. I'm saying God said, isn't that what the Bible teaches? Like, you guys are the crazy ones if you're going to go to church every Sunday and never believe God. And so anyway, over time, my family's like, well, you know, not that, you know, some of them have come a long way. Some are probably still where they are, but at least they acknowledge the fact that God speaks to me. And so put in the chat, God speaks to me. God, listen, you got to be able to hear from God, right? So God's divine revelation is your compass for daily living. So if you believe that God already made plans for you before the world began, and I, be, I believe the Bible is very clear on that point, then you have to take time to seek his face. Put in the chat, I take time to seek his face. You have to take time to pray. You have to take time to seek his face. Why? Because you believe that God already made plans for each season. So you're like, okay, Lord, in this particular season of my life, what do you want me to do? How do I align my plans with yours? Because I know you already made plans and your plans supersede mine. And what you said is going to happen is what I want to happen. So how do I live that way? So I'm embracing whatever God says to me as a revelation for my day, as daily guidance, as my daily bread. This is how I, I'm, I'm seeking God and I'm only attempting to do what I believe God is leading me to do. And when I live this way, my life becomes purposeful and intentional. Put in the chat, my life is purposeful and intentional. So when the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, you should see his insight, the revelation we receive from the Holy Spirit as revelation or insight wisdom that is intended to draw us closer to God's plans, 
to draw us closer to the future that he planned for us to have so that his will can be manifested in our lives. God is speaking to us, telling us where to turn, how to do this, don't do that, yes, do this, start this, stop that, so that we align with his plans, and that's the goal. So when we believe that God has already decreed something, that God has already set some things in motion, and, and, and we believe that it will never return unto his, him void, then what we want to do is be like, okay, Lord, how do I get in on what you're doing? So instead of me coming up with something, let me just pause on this point. Some people think faith is this. What do I want? Let me pray about it. Let me ask God for it. So they come up with plans in their heart. They bring the plans to God and they're trying to get God to put a yes on their plans. And they're trying to get God to bless what they want, right? Faith is not about you. Faith is not about you trying to get God to put a yes on your plans. Faith is about God trying to get you to put yes on his plans. So instead of coming up with whatever you want, having your laundry list, asking God for it, putting in Jesus' name on it, trying to find some scriptures to justify it, and then ask God to give it to you, why don't you ask God what he's already doing? Instead of doing something and then asking God to bless it, ask God, Lord, what are you already doing? Like, I have a family. What are you doing in my family? I have a community. What are you doing in my community? I have a business. You already made plans for this business. What do you want to do? I have a, a career. You sent me into this thing. You told me to submit the resume. So what are you doing in this office? What are you doing in this department? And ask the Lord to reveal to you what he's already doing. And then ask the Lord, what do you want me to do to get in on what you're already doing? So if I get in on what you're already doing, I don't have to ask you to bless it because if you told me that you're already doing it, it's already blessed. And so when I get in on what God is already doing, I'm tapping into the grace that's already on it. And I don't have to ask God to bless it. It's already blessed. Instead of me trying to ask God to bless what I'm doing. And then as if, cause that's just hit and miss. And so the life of faith is about submission, surrender, and alignment. Say amen to that. I hope this is helping you. So what you want to do is live every day. Put in the chat, my heart is tuned to God's frequency. So I want to, God is always speaking. We're not always listening. And so what I want to do is have my heart set to his frequency so that I can discern the divine promptings of the Holy Spirit. And when God speaks to me, I receive his revelation. Watch this with humility. I receive it with humility, knowing that God is preparing me for the future. God is speaking to me. I don't receive it just as knowledge. I receive it as preparation. I receive it as like, God told me this so I can get ready. God told me this because there's some things I got to do. God told me this, so this is going to shape my prayers and actions. This is going to shape my next steps. I'm living my life, watch this, with a heavenly perspective and with strategic foresight. Put in the chat, I have a heavenly perspective. Put in the chat, I have strategic foresight. Why? Because God speaks to me and the Holy Spirit is preparing me for the future that God already planned for me. Say amen to that. All right, number two, God's unchanging plan is my assurance. There's a song we used to sing, hold to God's unchanging hand. So God's unchanging plan is my assurance. I can have an assurance that, th that whatever God said is what's going to come to pass. So I need to stand firm in the truth that God's word and God's plans stand forever. They are immutable. They're not going to change. God's desires for Rick Pina are unchangeable. So his promises are the is the foundation for my future. So I can find solace and strength. I can find certainty in God's guidance and governance. Put in the chat, guidance and governance. What am I saying? I'm saying 
I can find peace and strength in knowing that God gives me guidance. He tells me what to do and where to go and how to do it. And then he provides governance and oversight. So now, so when you're working for somebody, okay, let me just break it down like in a way that maybe you can understand. Uh, in the military, um, many on, on many occasions, I worked for general officers. And let's say when I was in Korea, I worked for a four-star general. He was my boss. And when he told me to go do something, let's say I, I was in his office and I'm working on something communications related. And he just looks at me and says, hey, go get the J3. Go get general such and such. And I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> and I walk down the hall. Then that general, that two-star, he could be in a meeting with his whole staff. I'm going in that room. Right? And when I opened the door... I didn't have the rank to interrupt the meeting, but somebody who governed me directed me to do it. And so I can go into that meeting with humility, knowing that, hey, I'm not here on my, I'm not here because of me. I'm not going to interrupt the two-star because of Rick Pena. That's crazy. But when I opened the door, it was already known. Nobody had to even question it. As soon as I opened the door and the two-star would look at me, he already knew I wasn't there for myself. He would be like, oh, what do you need, chief? What does the boss need? Hey, sir, you got to come with me immediately. Why? Because there's a level of guidance and governance. So there's guidance where God is guiding me. And then there's governance. I could do that with confidence, knowing that the four star had my back because he told me to do it. So when, when you know that you're doing what God has told you to do, there's, there's not just guidance, there's governance. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and 12, God watches over his word to perform it. So not only does he give me guidance, but he gives me governance. He's watching over me as I'm seeking to perform his will on this planet. And so he's guiding me and governing me. He's guiding me and protecting me. Come on, man. I feel like preaching now. He's actually leading, guiding, and directing me, and then shielding and protecting me from all harm. When I know that I'm doing what God told me to do, I can walk with confidence and boldness because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And so understanding that I'm just being obedient to his plans. And I'm, I'm, I'm walking with this level of confidence. I'm living with an expectation that I'm doing what he told me to do and his best is going to manifest. And in the process, I'm going to be blessed too. In the process, I'm going to be able to experience God's best. In the process, I'm actually walking out my divine destiny and I'm, I'm get, I'm, I get to experience this and I'm bringing him glory in this world. I'm living my life to glorify God. And when I live that way, God continues to elevate me, elevate me, elevate me. Why? So that I can have a greater position of influence to glorify his name. Say amen to that. Number three. I'm excited, a little bit excited today. All right, number three, expectation. Expectation is the fuel for your journey. Say this, say expectation is the fuel for my journey. I walk into every day with an anticipation that God's plans are going to unfold right before my very eyes. I walk into the every day with an expectation that is the foundation for my hope. It's the foundation for my faith. I know that God's plans are working and God is always working and is manifesting right before my very eyes. The knowledge that God has predestined plans, it fills me with hope, right? It ignites me. It gives me a fuel, a passion, a fervor, a fire, a, a, a favor. I know that the favor of God is on me. I, embracing whatever, I embrace whatever God tells me, watch this, as a glimpse into the victories that he's already provided. Let me say that again. When God gives me a glimpse of my future, those glimpses that he shows me of my future are glimpses of the victory that he's already provided. These are There's a victory, watch this, put this in the chat. 
There's a victory that God has secured on my behalf. There's a, there's a victory that God already secured on my behalf. And God is revealing to me what he already provided for me. And so now I'm living with an anticipation and an expectation and it's the fuel for my faith. It's the fuel for my joy. I'm living every day knowing that God has a plan, man. And this thing is manifesting right before my very eyes. So the more time you spend with the Holy Spirit, the more uh, empowered you, you will feel. Why? Because the more time you spend with him, the more he speaks to you, the more you'll be able to set your gaze, Proverbs chapter four and verse 25, on the eternal plans, on the fixed purpose that God has for you for this season and beyond. Say amen to that. See, and as I'm, as I'm walking it out, I'm trusting in God's timing. I'm knowing that ultimately everything is going to work out for my good and for God's glory and things are going to happen at just the right time. And, and what God said is going to happen is going to happen just like he said is going to happen and it's going to happen for me. And so I'm living my life with an expectation. Put in the chat, I expect miracles. I, I'm living my life with an expectation of manifestation. I was watching Pastor Jerry Savelle and he was talking about Oral Roberts again. And so um, he said, um, uh, well, he was talking about Oral Roberts as it relates to expecting miracles. And then he said, uh, he talked about Pastor, the late, great uh, Kenneth Hagin. Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin have already gone on to be with the Lord. But Kenneth Hagin one time was walking around as people were praying at the altar. And um, he stopped this lady and said, what are you praying for? What do you believe in God for? And she said, oh, nothing in particular. And he said, well, that's exactly what you're going to get. <laughs> nothing in particular, right? And so like, if you don't have an expectation, if, I, oh, well, you know, I don't know what I, yeah, well, then then you're not believing God for something specific. And so listen, you 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 want to have some particular things. If you ask me what I'm, oh, I have a list. Uh, Isabella has a list. Now, these are not things I came up with. These are things that I believe that God came up with, but I'm believing, Lord, you said, Lord, you said, Lord, you said, Lord, you said, and these things haven't happened yet. So I need these things to happen. I'm believing that they can happen and it can happen at any time. So I'm not one of those people that's just going to pray for nothing in particular, because then I'm going to get nothing in particular. No, no, I'm going to get some stuff. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm praying. I have a strategic foresight. I, I got, the Holy Spirit is leading. Matter of fact, I'm praying back to God what God already prayed over me. When God gives me revelation and insight, God is saying, hey, I need you to pray about this. I need you to ask me for this. This is what I plan. So I'm praying back to God what God already prayed over me. I'm praying back to God the prayers that God already prayed over me. And then I live my life with a full expectation of manifestation that these things are going to come to pass. Why? Because God is the one who said it. God is the one who planned it. God is the one that put it in my heart. God is the one that told me that what to ask for. And so I'm asking, this is the confidence that we have in him. First John 5, 14 and 15. This is not in my notes. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask for anything in accordance with his will, not only does he hear us, but we already have it. And so I'm asking for what he's already telling me is already mine. I'm only asking for what's in accordance with his will. God is flooding my eyes with light. God is telling me what he already gave me. And then God says, ask me for it because you, you have not because you ask not. You got to open up your mouth and ask for it. Okay, God, I, I have to ask for it. What am I going to ask for? What, you, what he told me is already mine. And so now I'm praying back to God what God already prayed over me. And I'm setting my faith in agreement with God. And so now I'm setting my faith in agreement that God's will shall happen. And so now I enter every day with an expectation expectation of manifestation. Come on now. I'm entering every morning with an expectation that God's will is going to happen in my life. Say amen to that. Number four. Oh, this is good. This is, I, I just feel like preaching this morning. I'm not going to hold it back. Let me just get this last point for today. Let me get this out. Believe in God for his fulfillment 
or the fulfillment the fulfillment of his plans and purposes. Put in the chat, say, I believe God. I'm just, I'm going to believe God. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. So I'm believing God for some stuff. I'm believing God for the fulfillment of his plans and promises. I'm living with an anticipation of God's best. So I got to be vigilant in observing everything that God has spoken over my life. Every prophecy, every word, every promise, everything that God has spoken over my life, whether he showed it to me in, in the written word of God, or he just spoke to me through the Holy Spirit, or he gave me a dream while I was sleeping, or an open vision while I was awake. He spoke to me in the car. He sent somebody to prophesy. I don't care how God gave it to me, gave it to you. If God spoke it, you write that thing down. It's as much the word of God as the word of God. And God's prophecies, God's plans for this season are going to materialize at just the right time. So I'm living my life with an expectation that, yeah, it's going to happen and it can happen at any time. So I'm living my life with an awareness that there's this consciousness that is outside of me that I'm actually living out. I'm walking out my destiny every day. I'm walking out the life that God planned before the world began. And so my life is a manifestation of God's story. Come on, man. My life is a manifestation of God's plans. So I'm, I'm, and then I need to share testimonies. I need to share, when God does something, talk to your kids about it. When God does something, talk to your friends about it. When God does something, talk to your church about it. When God, go on, you want to get on Facebook, you want to get on Instagram and say something, instead of gossiping, Sorry about that. But yeah, testify. Get on there and, and tell people what God did. Because when you do that, it strengthens their faith journey and it strengthens yours as well. It builds you up. It, it helps you to have altars of remembrance in your heart where you are building up altars, where you're locking away stories in your heart. What do you? Why am I doing that, Brother Pena? I'm doing that because I need to remember these things. Why? Because there will be moments when I have to encourage myself in the Lord my God. There will be moments where I don't have nobody else around. There will be moments where... It's not about my pastor or my wife or my friends or nobody. It's just me and the Lord. And there will be moments where I feel the pressure and I want to give up and I want to cave in and I want to quit and I don't feel like praising God. And in that moment, I have to have some stuff stored up in my heart and I could go, wait, 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 wait a minute. I got to come to myself. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on for a minute. Hold on for a minute. What am I doing? Let me go back. Oh, glory to God. Father, I thank you. Thank you for what you did for me here. Thank you for what you did for me here. Thank you for what you did for me here. What am I doing? I'm encouraging myself in the Lord my God. David had to encourage himself in Ziklag. When he was in Ziklag, he had all of these promises. It didn't matter that the prophet laid hands on him and poured the oil. It didn't matter that the prophet said, you will be the next king of Israel. It didn't matter that, that all of these things the Holy Spirit had spoken to him. In that moment, his wife, his family was gone. The enemy had taken his family. The enemy had taken his kids. The enemy had taken all the families of all of his men. Uh, and they and the, they burnt the city down to the ground. All of their families were gone. All of their stuff was burnt to the ground. He was over on the enemy's camp. The enemy didn't even want him to fight. He didn't have nobody there. All he had was his mighty men and his mighty men turned on him. His family was gone. His men turned on him. They wanted to kill him. And in that moment, he cried until he ran out of tears, the Bible says. And in that moment, David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. Oh, glory to God. And he got a word from the Lord and the word was go, you shall recover all. And he went and he recovered all and he got all his stuff back. Listen, let me tell you as I close this, I'm talking, this stuff is no longer in my notes. This is just me preaching. Let me just tell you something. 
You got to enter every day with joy and excitement and fulfillment, knowing that God already has a plan for you. There will be moments when you need to encourage yourself in the Lord your God. You got to set some stuff up, altars of remembrance in your own heart. You got to encourage yourself. You got to preach to yourself. You got to go look in the mirror and minister to yourself so that you can restore that joy, hope, and expectation of manifestation every day. Say amen to that. Glory to God. We're, we're done. This was a lot. Let's, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I commit to walking in your divine plans and embracing the journey that you have outlined for my life. As you speak to me, I stand in awe of every revelation and I'm ready to walk it out. I hold firm to the belief that your plans for me are perfect. They are filled with hope to give me a prosperous future. I enter every day choosing to align my will with yours, eagerly anticipating the unfolding of your promises, knowing that your timing is perfect. So I enter every day with an expectation of manifestation. My heart is filled with divine hope joy, and peace. I dedicate my life and my path to you, Father, and I get to experience the victory that you've already provided. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button on the top right. You get my notes. Wouldn't you want my notes? You get it for free. Todaysword.org. Click there, subscribe, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. This is one of those messages. If you Save this one. If you need encouragement, go back and check it out. I love you. Have an amazing day. Great is coming for you. Thank you for all the anniversary wishes. I love you. Celebrate your marriage, celebrate each other, and enter into this day with great expectations. If this message was a blessing to you, say something in the chat. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.